the Kojima frequency. This is Die Hardman. I need fingers, days ahead, and Nitroid to deliver an interview with actor Tommy Earl Jenkins. Whoa, Die Hardman. Is that really you? How did you even get this number? Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Is this a premium delivery? I'm Fingers. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. All right, we got Tommy Earl Jenkins on the show. (laughs) (laughs) We are all definitely big fans, so thank you so much for coming on. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Of course. Uh, You know, it's just been wonderful to uh, sort of have so much support uh, since the release of the game and everything. And it's actually opened me up to a whole new realm of people that I hadn't been connected with before. And it's amazing, obviously. And how funny that the the game, that's what the game is about as well, you know. Yeah, it's connecting people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it's just from around the world. So it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Especially, you know, in 2020, I mean... With Metal Gear, we always joke about Kojima. Oh, he predicted this, he predicted that. And then Death Stranding yeah. kind of took it to a new level with <laughs> COVID. It really did. It really did. I think that uh, everyone was a little bit taken back by by the fact that it, it hit so close to home yeah. uh, when it came up. And it just, just by some strange fluke that it happened to coincide when COVID came out. And that was just like mind-blowing for those people who were <laughs> who were sort of following the game so yeah it was crazy yeah absolutely crazy i mean like speaking of covid i mean you went from death stranding where you know you're in these these mocap outfits and you're interacting with people and i'm sure you guys got very close up you know to get those mocap balls on yeah um, <laughs> and then from that to you know having to be isolated like you said um, yeah. So how has that adjusted or changed your career as a voice actor, both in terms of like, you know, how you play out your roles, but also, um, you know, from a technological standpoint, because you have your camera on, right? And it looks like you have a pretty elaborate setup. Well, <laughs> it's not elaborate by any means. I mean, it for me, I, I've thrown it together and part of it had to do with COVID uh, in terms of uh, getting uh, some soundproofing in a little bit. Like right now, I'm kind of in my, my walk-in wardrobe. So half of it, it's been split into halves. So the clothing is on that side <laughs> and also behind the, the drapes that are hanging. And so I've got this little corner, you know, with my mic stand and a little bit of a shelf here and a light and, you know, a place to set my beer and um <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need really with the recording yeah setup. you're gonna fit yeah. right in <laughs> exactly what you, what you drinking um right now i'm actually having uh stella so oh, i man. am having i'm that's having a little I'm tipple right now. oh good then we're all on the same page same then. wavelength same Great. wavelength cheers everyone cheers uh, cheers cheers, <laughs> cheers. Mm. so to answer your question um what was different between before COVID and after COVID? Uh, you know, when we were doing Death Stranding, obviously COVID wasn't in in our sort of uh, in the picture at that at that moment in time, and so and obviously you know we we do we work so close together and and everything. Um, 
but in terms of how things happened afterwards, uh, you know, after uh, during the process of COVID and so, as, as sort of dealing with the voice work, um, everything was being done from home. There was a period of time where I was still going into the studio for a few things when I was doing some stuff for Guild Wars and uh, some of the other projects that I've been working on and some dubbing for Netflix and things like that. Um, I it was very it was very odd. It was very odd because even though I do a lot of uh, uh, submissions from home uh, for, through my agency for a lot of projects, um, that was always normal. Uh, it's when you book a job and then you have to either be purely set up to be able to record from home. That's good enough for them to use. Or if you are uh, happy enough to go into a studio that has been um, sort of uh, been given the the COVID okay <laughs> in terms of working, which, which was a lot of that, um, which I did do. And I'm, I'm actually quite happy to be able to go in. And even though I don't see anybody from the moment that I walk in or come into contact with anyone, they'll take your temperature. I go straight into the studio. It's all been sanitized, all the headgear, everything has all been set for the person who's coming in. And so basically I'm only seeing the people through the engineer's window uh, and conversing <laughs> that way, never anything physical. So um, that's been taken, that's a little, uh, takes a little getting used to because I love having that, that initial contact when I'm meeting the client or anybody that I've worked with before. And, you know, we have a moment, we greet each other, we say what's been going on and, you know, you have a little bit of a yeah. laugh and, you know, get yourself all warmed up before you go in and do, do the gig. Um, so all of that has been very different now. Um, whereas everything pretty much that I've done has been from home and even working with my team back in the UK, uh, I've done a lot of, I've done, uh, some things from here that have just been sent straight there. So we were able to work through, you know, through source connect and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's been, it's been good that our, our industry on that side has, has been able to keep going. What it has made artists do, I think is to up, up their game with their home set up as best they can. Uh, <laughs> My companies are doing good right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but as best they can because, uh, you know, you kind of need that little bit of a upgrade uh, yeah. if things are going to be taking place from home. I still have a couple of projects that I'm supposed to be a part of that have been put on hold since COVID and we keep moving the dates and moving the dates because I think there's some mocap stuff I'm meant to do um, and I can't obviously say what the project and stuff is for, but uh, yeah. those things I have to, they want to be able to travel uh, to go and do that sort of stuff. And it's just about finding where, you know, where we are. And hopefully things are getting better with the vaccine and stuff like that. So I hope that I answered your question when it, with regards to before and now and, and, and all of that. If it, Let me know if I did, if I missed something out. <laughs> oh, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, because we all, we all, oh, sorry. That was my ringtone, actually. Somebody, <laughs> I just dyed my hair. And I'm getting a lot of likes on it. It's really nice. Oh, great. <laughs> I'll, I'll DM it to you. I'm yeah, do that. Of it. Do that. Um, I'm glad to see that you're getting approval. So that's good. Yeah. Positive uh, reactions only. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. I swear like I did not. That was not trying to be pandering. I swear. Um, yeah, no, you answered the question perfectly. Because, I mean, everybody right now is kind of, as we, as you like, like you said, as we are sort of like winding down, everybody's mm. thinking about, okay, now that we know that we can work from home, like permanently, now that we know that we can do this and that, 
You know, everybody's yeah. kind of rethinking how they work. And I, you know, I can't imagine how it feels as like a voice actor, just like an actor in general. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah I mean, no. it's hard. I mean, even even the the theatrical, the acting side for me in terms of that, that whole side of things has changed, you know, normally and the same with some voice work, but mainly for acting and stuff. Normally we'd be going into into the casting director's office to you know, audition for whatever roles we've been submitted for. Uh, and, you know, it's an in-person call, you know, and now there are no in-person calls. The industry's kind of returning back to where, getting closer to back to where it was in terms of work. Uh, but now auditions are, once again, I come upstairs where I used to have to fight on the 101 or the 405 <laughs> to get, or go over the canyon to get to Hollywood and go to the uh, the casting director's office. Now I just, you know, I have my coffee and I go upstairs and get into my clothes and set up my Zoom and, you know, yeah. do my audition and close the laptop and go back down, change my clothes and I'm there and I don't have to, I don't have to battle with anybody. I don't have to deal with, you know, actors in the waiting room who are, you yeah. know, feeling a little angst about going <laughs> in and all of that sort of stuff. And I don't, you don't have to deal with it. So in one respect, it's kind of a luxury to be able to do that and a comfort, uh, being able to do that. Uh, and also with self-taping, we're self-taping more than we ever have, uh, for, for, uh, acting roles and a lot of you know some of the the voice work I come through are now asking for visual self tapes because it's going to be dealing with motion capture or you know mm. a person's likeness uh in that respect so you know thank goodness we have those the ability to 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 keep things going uh yeah. in in that way yeah yeah there's definitely pros and cons to each side of it for sure um, Absolutely. like you said the big part that i hadn't really thought about is just like when you're going into the booth you know of course they have the covid set up and you're pretty good behind that glass and stuff but just the going in and the warming up and the hang you know just yeah. like just yeah. the, the chill out session before that's that's Absolutely. a big part instead of just like you said just going right into the booth and right to Absolutely. work it's, that's a like especially when getting into character and, and doing yeah. that like you're seen in death straining at, at the very end, your your confession scene to Sam, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that alone, like the <laughs> the amount of expression that they were able to capture, like that was it's the first incredible. video game scene where I was like, there is no uncanny valley here. Like this is yeah. like you know where we're like peaking right here. And <laughs> right, right, I, right, I think right. Kojima's always been able to like at the forefront of like being able to like convey emotion and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I don't that that scene, man. When you when you like. That that brought me to tears, like, and I, oh, I think there's man. been so many people that that scene, like, when it hit, it was like, wow, this, yeah. this things got real just now, like, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny because, uh, not that I don't think we're spoiling anything by it, because I think most people have gotten to that point <laughs> at this yeah. stage with with the game and stuff, and it was truly for me as a, as an actor, it was probably one of the most challenging scenes I've ever had to do, let alone doing it through motion capture, you know, and mm -hmm. not being in a, uh, um, a, a film or TV set surrounding where you have all these things around you that help you to get to that place, including the actor you're working opposite and all of that. Uh, and only, and all I had was Norman, uh, for that scene. And, and thank God for him because he was with me a hundred percent. Uh, you know, but it's also hard when, when you're trying to, to emote and deliver a, a scene like that, when you're looking at someone standing opposite you wearing headgear and dots all over their face, you know, and, <laughs> That's a little a silly. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, this is Norman Reedus. Look at him. Look at him. Look at what he's wearing. And then, of course, look at me. Look at what I'm wearing, you know. And But you, as the actor, you have to block all that out. And it was probably one of the most challenging things I'd ever done. But I knew 
what Kojima wanted. I knew what the storyboard and what the journey was at this stage and what was about to be said and what needed to be conveyed. Um, and it, like I said, it was hard, but at the same time, it was one of the most uh, incredible experiences to have, mm -hmm. uh, mainly because I think as much as I tried to prepare for that scene, knowing on the day that it was coming up. And I think we shot it after lunch one day. And I think I just went into a corner beforehand and just kind of put myself in the place, in the shoes of Die Hardman for that moment. Think about what it was, the information I was going to deliver. And right. I had to have that beginning, middle, and end. Do you know what I mean? And so it yeah. had, to, it, it had to, to escalate at a certain point. Now, for me, I didn't... I, I didn't want to pinpoint myself at where that happened. I just needed to let it happen organically as best as I could. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think putting myself in the situation and listening to the dialogue that I was saying, being in the moment, and I think ultimately it just, it, it went where it needed to go uh, without me having to manipulate. Because I don't like to do that, but I'd like to think that it got everything that uh, Kojima wanted from that. And, you know, and it, we did it in one take. Um, oh, and oh wow. in one take. Bro, oh my God. Okay, when you did that, oh my God, when you did that, did you straight up like Randy Watson mic drop and <laughs> logo to the left? Everybody's like, scene, we got this one. That was it. That was it. I swear, I, oh, I, okay, you're, disclaimer, you're way more talented than Randy Watson. And if you don't get this... <laughs> If you don't get this reference, please go on Amazon Prime. I'm going to do. And I'm going to check coming it. Coming to America. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I um, I I did the did the scene, and like I said, uh, with all the respect and 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 gratitude to Norman for being there a hundred percent with me, because eyes to eyes, it was that really helped lock it all in, and that's you know, and he's such a giving actor. Um, you know, so at the end of that, I think I I was so my, my my internally I was so shaken by it all because I felt for that moment that I had just lived this guy's confession. Mm -hmm. If that if that makes sense, I felt yeah. that I had literally experienced what Die Harmon would have experienced at that moment in time, having to deliver the message that he was that he did deliver. Um, but it was done in one take. We finished it, and I just I remember being in a heap on the floor, and and, and uh, uh, Norman just sort of got me up towards the end of the end of the scene, and when he walks away, you know, I just felt this this everything just went left my body <laughs> and then and and there was like a moment of dead silence after it and then it was like we were holding i was just holding for the scene to the end until kojima said cut when he mm -hmm. said cut everybody was just just erupted into applause afterwards <gasps> and wow. and and even with people with tears and and crying in their you know yeah well deserved <laughs> in their eyes afterwards yeah you know and so it was a wonderful moment and i thought oh one take. I said that that you're not going to get that from me again. That is that is I could I could I can't go down that road again. That drained me. Yeah. <laughs> but he turned to me and and with the utmost uh, respect, he turned to me and he just held his finger up and went, "Just one more, just one more time." <laughs> Can you take one more? So oh, we did do it one more time, and it did go. Uh, just as well, but that nothing is ever going to beat that first one because that's what I call living in the moment. Mm -hmm. And some things you, you, I would never be able to recapture those things because then I'd be thinking about what I'd done. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, um, yep. 
But the I think we did one more just for safety. Yeah. And uh, we did have a moment where Norman's uh, headgear and I, we lock, our, they locked, and our mm-hmm. helmets almost came off uh, <laughs> at that moment. But we saved it. We saved it. But literally, that, that first one, that was it. And I was, I was pleased, and I know that um, Kojima was pleased uh, and, and the whole team for that moment because I think it was unlike anything that had been done. And I wasn't – I had no idea – how it was going to come across once it was done. I just go in, I do my gig, and I leave. I don't yeah. see anything until the finished product um, unless I'm going back in for pickups or something and I might catch a glimpse of something. But ultimately, I knew nothing. Um, I knew I didn't even have any idea how I was going to be portrayed as far as my likeness and everything. But I have to take my hat off to them and go, you know, one, being a black man, two, emoting like that, and to be able to capture... That yeah, I was I was absolutely floored, and I couldn't be more um, more grateful for for what they for what they were able to portray, uh, and certainly in terms of the, my likeness, and I just thought they did an incredible job, absolutely yeah. incredible. That you engine know. is amazing. The, yeah, just, that facial tech is just like wow, incredible, right? I haven't seen anything better than that like since. Like, there's been all these games that have come out in the past year and a half, and it's like uh. Still not yeah. really topping that at all, really. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, people were questioning, thinking, oh, my God, I think they probably put the tears and the snot in. I'm like, dude, the tears and the snot were already there. I think they just captured it. <laughs> it was all there. So is it difficult to to get into character for a, for a, a game like this? Because Death Stranding, you know, in terms of script, has a lot of these huge hard to wrap your head around foreign concepts. Was there a lot of context given to you for this beforehand to kind of Um, facilitate you getting into that? uh, For me, I mean, I I had the basic premise of my character, who uh, who he was, what he did, you know, what his sort of template was, if you will, in terms of the type of character he was. Um, And bits of this, because it's such a complex story, I was lost for a lot. And so what <laughs> happens was that I think they they fed us information as as we went along. So I was able to connect what was happening uh, in the scene that I was working on. So in that mm. particular scene or or any of the other scenes, I knew what had happened, what was going to happen so that I as the actor had as much information as I could in order to proceed forward within the scene and to make it make sense to me. Um, So, yeah, in that respect, it was. But, you know, there was no way for me to get all of the information in one go or, you know, here's a full script, read the entire script. And even (laughs) though they may have had it, it still would have been crazy for me to (laughs) to try to keep keep track of. But, um, you know, Die Hardman's character was uh, interesting because for the most part, I think he's got the most dialogue or maybe second to most dialogue in the entire game. Um, Right. You know, and he, my thing with him was that, you know, some people were kind of thrown off by the, all all of a sudden this, this man with a heart and human emotions when before he's been pretty much just this, this task giver, you know, you know, shouting commands and this, that, and the other, and not being very emotive. And I think that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I I didn't do. So I know people may have their discrepancies and I and I'm all up for that. I'm all up for people, you know, trying to figure out why was why things were done the way they were done. But I personally felt like 
He's not one. He's not an emotive character. He's not there to be a a, a friend. I think he's there to get a job done. Right. I think he's he's very much by the book. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to show any emotion. He's not going to be any of this. It's everything's matter of fact. It is matter of fact for him because there the weight of the world is on his shoulders to a, to a degree. And also, I think his history has led him to 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 be the person he he is as a commander. Um, that this is just how it is. And I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. But, you know, there were moments where I was able to let a little bit of guard down and, you know, and let the emotion come through. And certainly towards the end, because I think when you have that kind of dialogue to deliver, there's no way that you can deliver that dialogue being the person you were, you know, uh, 80 hours ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes the breakdown that much more significant when it's normally, you know, normally you're just a tough guy and all of a sudden yeah. there's this breakdown in front of you. You're like, whoa, dude. Like, yeah. I didn't know you had this in you. So right, right, right. It's a more dramatic surprise. Yes. And I'm, yes. I'm glad you brought up the point about like Die Hardman starting out as very matter of fact, very objective. And then like as you kind of continue um, down the UCA, there's like, mm-hmm. you can sort of see him break down and, and sort of, um, you know, What's what's the right word I'm looking for? You sort of see him break down, and mm. you can that that's sort of when you can tell you know there's some other motive. I mean, obviously, it's a Kojima game. Like your, yeah, your superiors well, are going to have an ul- ulterior motive. Yeah, um, well, and and that's the thing. I think people were kind of like, yeah, you know, I get so many messages. Uh, through through the my social media platforms and everyone's kind of like you know I didn't even I didn't trust you in the beginning I didn't <laughs> like you I didn't I thought this this dude is up to something he, you know I can't trust him I, you know and everything and then you know and the mask and everything and it was just so much fun. I loved that it got people talking I loved that it was something that people didn't know whether to like or not like I liked yeah. that there was a debate and a discussion about it you know <laughs> and it, at the end of the day it's not it's not I don't play a character for you to like me do you know what I mean I don't yeah. my job is not for you to like me my job is to do what's required and it's up to you to make the decision you want about that particular character you know yeah that's a big thing in Kojima games for sure. He he likes yeah. to put in a character that's like, you know, it's all of a sudden it's just like, oh, it was me, Liquid Snake, all along. Yeah. You know, it's just like this pull the rug out from under you, you know. And that's, yeah. I kind of compared, uh, you know, your character to more like uh, Colonel Campbell, how he's just like the okay. main guy that's yep. that's giving you the direction, head north. Yes. Like, this yes. is your job, just right. very matter of fact. He's not, right. you know. He's kind of oh. your buddy, like you know him from past, but right, he's right, just right, ma- right. very matter of fact. So. It's, yes. it's funny that you say that because, um, you know, Die Hardman's bro- breakdown sort of reminded me of like an MGS2 when AI Colonel is like, you know, that wasn't part of the mission. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just follow our instructions. Like I felt that right. same energy. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, no, that was that was definitely a highlight of yeah. of your role there. Thank you. I, I definitely per- have heard that uh, comparison before. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you know, nice. and I think I think it's a um, you know I, I I'm I'm incredibly honored to be to go down in the in the history books as as a Kojima character. You know what I mean? I feel absolutely honored to be one. You know, I know there are other people who have done them and stuff, and and I applaud them. And I'm just happy to feel like I sit amongst, you know, uh, the Mount Olympians <laughs> who stand up there on the mountain, looking down and going, "Yes, I'm a I'm a Kojima character. Yes, I'm you know I'm proud of that. I'm proud of it, and to be the type of character that he was as well. Uh, and and also, I feel like it was good for me to feel like I was representing. 
you know, in the mm-hmm. diversity factor for me as well, you know, and to have a a, a black character um, in in a role like that, and mm-hmm. to to be able to to play that type of character and to show that kind of emotion and range uh, as well. So you know, I, I feel honored by it. I'm I'm absolutely a hundred percent grateful for the opportunity. You definitely have a point there about you know representation and like having a black role that's like a positive representation. Like I consider John McClane a po- positive role. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. At what point of the script did you realize that your name was John McClane too? Was that like was that like in parentheses right next to Die Hardman, or was it later? And you're like, son of a bitch, it's John McClane. Like, <laughs> he loves his wordplay. So, you know, honestly, I I don't I don't think I remember when I when when I triggered that. Uh, you know, because I I just latched on to Die Hardman, and I just thought, well, this is an interesting name for a character. And then I yeah. thought, well, you know, it's <laughs> it's Kojima and and all of that. And to be fair, uh, this was my first experience with Kojima, so I I am I was aware of all the Metal Gear games. Mm. I didn't play them, but I knew of them and I knew bits about them because I had friends who were diehard fans. So no you did the crazy bits, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so um. Uh, and and to to be honest, it was uh, one of those things where I I was happy that I didn't know um, that much information until the day that I went to go and work uh, with Kojima. Um, yeah. So I felt like it was wonderful because because had I made the connection. Uh, straight away I think oh my god I've been like oh so nervous about everything and you know um but I'm glad because it just I'm we he is so easy to get along with and to to speak to and to work with you know he has this the most incredible uh vision and and how he you know puts these has these stories in his head and then translate it all to paper I mean it's it's incredible incredible I was gonna ask you on the subject of characters that you've done uh, that uh, video you posted on Twitter where you were practicing your lower range and sort of paying tribute to Peter Cullen. Oh man. Oh uh, uh, yes. Was, was pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That... <laughs> it's uh, reaching into my childhood a bit there. And uh, oh. I wanted to ask you if you had yeah. like a dream role, you know, a character that you would want to play more than anybody, who would you, who would that be? Listen, um, in terms of, of of voicing a character, I know he is his he is an ultimate legend in it, and I, you know, he will always and forever be. But oh the idea the idea of doing Optimus Prime would be in, incredible. Um, yeah, and yeah. I mean, he he's one uh, of uh, a few characters and stuff, but definitely one that, and also because I think. I relate to his demeanor, the way he he's like a he's a powerful speaker, but there's this warmth to him. He's like he's there is something underlying about his his caring. And, you know, but even when he speaks, he doesn't have if he's angry, he doesn't have to fully yell. He just people know when he's serious. People know when he's has has uh, something worthwhile to say that you should listen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. He's not mad. He's just disappointed. Yeah, I was oh going to say God. that dad energy. Yeah, very much so. I think he said he got that from, uh, I think, his brother. I Correct. I think he was like, in the military or something. That's right. And, and yeah. that was uh, how he just kind of carried that that energy of, like, yeah. not, not threatening, but just yeah. like, hey, stern. Yeah, something like, you know, he was saying that, I think he was going on his way to the audition for this role. Mm-hmm. And I think his brother said, well, you know, you can be, you can be as, 
commanding and authoritative and all those things without yelling and all that sort of stuff, you know, and then yeah. he said that just think about being able to be this particular way. I don't I don't want to quote him because it's not word for word, but um, it was something along those lines. And he mm-hmm. said he went in and it just completely changed how he saw saw it and went with that. And that's what that's where Optimus Prime became, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I love it. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you saw that. I had fun. I was just, it was off the cuff. And, you know, I had started this YouTube channel where I was doing this uh, little series I created called Joy to the Word. And it was really basically reading poetry and monologues. And people were suggesting, you know, speeches from video games and stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. Death Stranding fans. And so I started to try to do some of those things. And I thought, ah, oh, and then I would just, I came across this and I I thought, oh, this is really cool. I remember this. And let me just see how this. So it was off the off the cuff, a flyby. And I just turned my camera on, sat in. I was right here at the mic. And I thought, let me just read this and see if I can, you know, just get an essence of that, you know. Um, and so that was that was it off the cuff. Not, you know, not me trying to by any means, uh, you know, take over or anything like that. It was purely in my way. You know, <laughs> I love aside, Peter Cullen. Oh, oh no, man. I was like, I want to, if I can pay homage to this as, as a sort of in a humble yeah. way, it was never to be anything other than I, I love this and I get where he was going. I understood his, the, you know, his, uh, his demeanor and mm-hmm. everything. And so I think it was, and also it was fun. It was that dialogue was great, you know, and when yeah, you've seen it, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> any of his speeches you know what i mean it's, and there's something about him you know that just sits up here peter cullen you know he's got a a history of of a, a body of work that's incredible uh and there's just something about him and 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 that and i just felt ah you know let me just give this a go and it just sounds fun <laughs> you know so that was it that was it are there any other uh, big voice actors that you kind of like have kind of looked looked to for certain techniques or certain styles where you're you know trying to get into that certain range or? Um, you know what? To be honest, n- no. I, and I and I only and I only say this purely because I I there are there are a lot of them that I like that I hear voices in passing and I have such a great respect for. But what I what I try not to do is uh, I I know what my lower register is and I know how low it can go and I know where my middle sits and how certain things and I I know what my voice is capable of and what it isn't capable of mm. doing. So what I've learned to do is accept the voice that I have and just go with it. And a lot of times I'll get a breakdown that says they're looking for a voice that's similar to this. Now that's the only time that I really pay attention to certain voices. Cause if a, a breakdown comes through and they say, well, we're looking for somebody who's, you know, uh, uh, a Keith David type or uh, Peter Cullen or any of that, or Troy Baker or uh, any of that, you know, you, you get that reference. And sometimes, you know, instantly or James Earl Jones or, or Morgan Freeman. And, you know, so you, you, you know, those voices cause you've heard them a million times mm-hmm. um you know and if a voice comes up that i a name i don't recognize necessarily um then i i look it up and i go oh okay i get that i get it and then i'll try and work from that perspective um but i try not to follow anyone else only because yeah. i figure if i do that then i'm not staying true to who i am and what my natural instincts might be. And so mm-hmm. it's learning to to be able to trust yourself, learning to uh, hopefully let other people 
trust that what you do. And because if, I, if I'm like that consistently, people will start to go, oh, that's a Tommy Earl Jenkins. Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. like Tommy Earl Jenkins. You know, but yeah. the, minute, the minute you fluctuate constantly, then you don't establish a tone or, or a, um, a, 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 what's the word? Um, a template for yourself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You right. want to be able to set yourself in your own box and go along with the Keith Davids or James Earl Jones, Morgan Freeman's, Tommy Earl Jenkins. You know, you want to be able to stand alone. You want to be able to go. Yeah. When someone closes their eyes and they listen to you speak, they know who you are. Yeah, that's something I can fully identify with. I, you know, as a music producer myself, it's a, it's all about like finding your own sounds. So yes, when people yeah. hear enough of your stuff, they're like, "Oh, that's a fingers track." Okay, right. like I yeah, can yeah, I yeah, can yeah. tell that's a fingers track for sure. That's how Got he it. does his synth pads and stuff like that. Got yeah, it. you definitely want to create your own your own voice instead of being yeah. uh, you know derivative and just yeah. starting to imitate other people's sounds. And and it's hard because you want to follow your own instincts, but because Here's the one thing I always tell people when I'm when I'm talking to to young people who are getting started, whether that's in acting or or theater or whatever. And I say, listen, the key to your success, and it may seem like it may take forever, but the one thing that nobody else can be is you. Mm. And so therefore, if you stay true to how you speak how you sound, how you sing, your own little thing. Come up with your own little uh, isms or your own little things that that actually become a staple within your own character that you have created. That is your thing. And that will set you apart from everybody else who's trying to be everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's your truth right there. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, nobody you can know? deny your truth if you're just saying right. that's who you always are. Yeah, right. and if, and eventually people will accept it because you're doing the same thing over and over. The minute you kind of, you, you're not establishing yourself as who you are because you're too busy trying to be so many other different people. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's that's my suggestion. It doesn't work for everybody necessarily, but that's what I like to impart that kind of wisdom only because I feel like it's taken me a while to accept who I am, you know, and my voice and everything, because I, I never used to like the sound of my voice. I still sometimes cringe at the sound of my voice. Um, but, you know, but it's like everyone likes the sound of their own voice. <laughs> the, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you might find the odd person who goes, I love my voice, you know, but yeah, those are the ones you got to watch out for. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) But I do, I hear myself on certain things and I kind of, oh God, I sound like a geek on that. Or, oh God, I sound terrible on that. Oh, that's terrible. Or I hear myself laughing. (laughs) That's terrible. You know, so I I think we all have that. And I think that it's a good, it's good to be like that. It's good to be like that. Um, But you learn to, you hear it and you learn to accept it. And you think, well, do you know what? No one else sounds like that. You know, so I just am going to accept it. I'm going to move forward with it and I'll find other things to do. I'll find other characters that I can do. I'll find other ranges in my voice. But my go to place sits here. It sits low. And this is where I'm most comfortable. Do you know what I mean? And it just, yeah, that's that's where I am. I think that's what made Die Hardman, too, just, like, so believable. It didn't mm. sound like you were trying to, like, push out a voice too much, you know? Right. Like that was, you know, that didn't give you too much trouble to, to, to get down there and just, right. you, know, you know, besides the emotional scenes, of course, but, yeah. you know, just when you're yeah. delivering the normal the normal type lines, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, with, with him, it was incredible to, like, for that scene at the very end, because he does break down that you just kind of go, you can hear in the voice that it is, you know, the man who's so much... And so used to being in control, 
losing all control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of his, of his own self at that moment, emotionally. You know, and that was hard. That was, I think, yeah. for him, that was hard. Absolutely. When we originally talked about, like, dream roles and stuff, you had mentioned that um, you got a few requests that were for, I think you said, other video games outside of Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Um did any of them sort of stand out for you, like any particular characters or video games that they like monologues they gave you? Um, in terms of oh, you mean the ones when I was reading them? You mean or right, right, like the requests you were getting? Oh yeah, so I you know I like I, I had read a few, and I think there were um you know some of the opening of Fallout the, the oh. Fallout games. Yeah, <laughs> so there are a lot of those that I that I'd done, um, and there was. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was a fantasy one. Um, There were a few. There were a few. Um, But I'll have to go back and check. So I didn't read all of them, but I got got the suggestions. And I think what I'm going to do is dedicate one of the episodes uh, of my next series where I do strictly just video game monologues or whatever. Do you know what I mean? But but in my own style, you know, I'm not going to try and rep. I'll try and keep the integrity of the piece, but just do it maybe the way that Tommy Earl Jenkins would do it. Do you know what I mean? So it would, but uh, just, just as a spin on something. So, uh, but I quite like the challenge of it because it's interesting. I try to do some cold readings because things that I've never heard before so that Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily fall into the what people know and then all of a sudden there's this whole new twist on it because I didn't listen to the original I'm only going what a reading the 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 text that I see on the paper and what I instantly feel from it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so I gotta ask you something and yes I apologize if this is a little uncouth but I wanted oh. to know a little bit more about <laughs> you so I looked online to try and figure out a little bit about your history your work yes and yes. I found out yes. that um you were well according to wikipedia you were born okay. <laughs> an hour and a half northeast of where i was born in canton ohio i was indeed yes i was born in newark ohio and so my newark. question for you yes go <laughs> go bucks <laughs> go bucks go bucks go buckeyes <laughs> you just made his day <laughs> go bucks here, Go Bucks, man. Newark. Oh, where? So where exactly is Newark then? So, Newark's about dead center, about thirty minutes east of Columbus. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Little. so used to going the other direction, like towards Cleveland. Uh, yeah, that's where Akron. all the fun is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, I, I get it. I, I kind of see where you are. The funny thing is that I hadn't been. Um, you know, Wikipedia's interesting. There's a lot about me you'll probably di- didn't even know. A lot. Well, what's interesting is a lot of people have found out a lot about me that they didn't actually know. A lot of people didn't even know that I was gay or mm-hmm. any of that. So all or, and that I'm married. You know, so all of that has been a revelation to people. Um, and at the same token, it, they kind of go. But you 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 don't seem like that, and I'm just kind of going. I don't quite know what that means, but <laughs> so does that put you off then that there's all this information about you now easily accessible online like that? Um, it doesn't put me off. What it does is I kind of go, well, I don't have to tell anybody. You know, if yeah. if, if you want to know something <laughs> about me, it's pretty much out there, and I can't fucking do anything about it. You right, know, yeah. um, and not that there's anything that nothing for me to be. Uh, ashamed of. If anything, I'm absolutely 100% proud of everything about myself. You know, I think it's hard. Uh, There were times in my career that I thought 
being gay would be a hindrance uh, in some ways because, you know, it, it made you feel that way. You know, years ago, it was hard to be accepted. And, you know, uh, whether, you know, if a person's gay and to be playing certain character roles. Uh, yeah. in certain things. I think the time has come where that people have opened their minds a little bit more about that and just yeah, kind of definitely. going, listen, yeah. that if if a person is right for a role, let's let's give them the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and 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 it still can be a struggle, I think, for certain things. But in this day and age now where we're talking about, you know, if a character is handicapped, then it should be played by a handicapped person. If a person is trans, then you should have a trans person. You know, but so where but where do we draw the line? Because if a person, if a character is gay, is it all right to have a straight guy play that gay character or vice versa? Yeah. You know what I mean? So where does the, the line fall? And for me, I just kind of go, you know what? We are actors who work in a bubble that allows us to pretend to be somebody we are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so therefore... It is a fantasy. It's fictional. You know, it, it is for us to go and go through the costume box and pull out things and let's play dress up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> let's play dress up where, where you, anybody can be whatever they want to be. You know what yeah. I mean? And if a character recalls for it, that's that's what it is. You know, it's like back in England in the, in the days when, you know, in Shakespeare, where all the women roles were played by men because there were no women in theater. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you started in theater, too, didn't you? I did. My my uh my life began in theater when I was fourteen. I got my first paid job uh oh, wow. when I was fourteen years old. So I've been working like a like a dog uh <laughs> for the last you know, hundred years. Um but it's interesting because, you know, it, a lot of people kind of go I didn't know about you until Death Stranding, which is also wonderful that I've been able to reach a lot of people. But at the same time, you know, it's not I'm not an overnight person. I've been working and, you know, just, you know, hitting, beating the pavement, rising and grinding every day uh, since I was 14, you know, doing what I do. Um, And so it's not new to me, uh, but it's nice to see that people are recognizing me from a different medium and therefore showing an interest in other parts of my my life, I suppose. Yeah, yeah and that's what's great about having, you know, just like at least an IMDB because then they can just go, all right, well, let's let's go check out what else he's done, you know. Right, 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 the right. List and, oh, let's go see what he did and, you know. And, right. So, and one thing, you are an uncredited person for Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, is uh, that, yeah, because... I love that movie <laughs> so much. It's so good, isn't it? Oh, oh it's yeah. so good. Love Sipes it, but, is... Yeah. Yeah. So I... Um, the uncredited in it is mainly because I... Normally, it should be voice because I do a lot of voiceover work uh, ah, okay. throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of characters and stuff, which is, you know, and a lot of ADR or looping, as we call it. Um, you know, so there's a lot... And there's a lot of movies that I've done that I haven't been credited for in any way, shape, or form. Like, you know, like the Mar- Captain Marvel, I do a lot of voice work in, in that. And... Um, you know, just a lot of stuff. So the, I, they get you the IMDb credit, but uh, the, it's uncredited because there's no screen credit, I suppose, is what, you know, is what gotcha. they go by. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we were kind of, we were like, man, we've all seen that movie. We all seen that movie. And I, I, I didn't that, like... see him in that. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was in Dolomite. my name. I ain't see him. <laughs> oh, man. I did yeah. not see him. I'm now seeing like the, the Patriot Games, the Born Identity, Reign of Fire. I'm like, what? 
Yeah, all of those. And, you know, and it was all voice work, you know, so the voice side of thing goes back a really long time, um, you know, but it, it's just, you know, life as a as a voice artist and and, and, a, and an actor is it's 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 a time for me. I'm just I consider myself just to be a working actor. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, I don't you know, whatever sort of uh, recognition or fame comes along, it comes if it comes and if it doesn't, it doesn't. For me, I it's it is about the work and I like doing quality work and I like doing good work um, and I just like working, um, <laughs> you know, uh, so I don't I don't. Uh, push that boundary of really trying to, you know, get my name out or anything like that. I think social media now in this day and age has been a big thing where people get to know you a little bit more because of, you know, somebody read this tweet and it got retweeted and then somebody followed you because of that. And you know what yeah. I mean? And someone reaches out to you and, you know, and I'm I'm really good on social media. I, I tend to... <laughs> I know, so I might be a little too good sometimes, but... Yeah, you kill it. <laughs> Whenever I see a spicy Die Hardman meme, I see you right there in the thread. Ah! Thumbs up. <laughs> I do. I just like, you. if you, people are going to show you some love, I'm just like, show just a little bit of love back. I'm, that's yeah. just how I am. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, there, there are crazy people you kind of have to kind of go. And I don't want to, I don't want to say crazy and, and get that misconstrued uh, in this day and age uh, or to be taken out of context. I'm using that term loosely as in, yeah. you know, there are people out there who just, you know, are a little over infatuated uh, with certain <laughs> oh, things. Over enthusiastic. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I figure, you know, if you do something or work on a project that people are inevitably going to be drawn to in some way, shape or form, you just have to be prepared that people will. And, you know, I don't I wouldn't say I have to to answer to or, or reach out to everybody, but I do like to show the fan side of support that they show me because I think. Uh, I think it's important because I do believe that in future when things come along and you want the support from people, you yeah. want to know that that support continues on to the next project that you do uh, mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. Um, because without those people, you know, you don't there you don't really have anything or there's it's not it's not worth it. You're doing it for work. But at the same time, the people who are watching it are those people who are supporting you know, yeah. supporting right. you. Makes so it worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. Sure. So I just don't like to ignore uh, people, and maybe ignore is a strong word because I don't believe that I ever really ignore anyone. I just think that I don't, I don't often. You know, sometimes I might not reply, or I might just like something, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. write, need to write an essay, but yeah, that can definitely get overwhelming if you're trying to trying to respond to every single thing that comes through every yeah. comment. It's just like yeah. if you can yeah. spend all day. That's a yeah. full time job. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, and there's a little bit more to life, and yeah. hopefully people understand that. You know, but ultimately, I think I've done my fair share, and I do my fair share of responding to people when I can, um, you know, and, and for that, I'm, I'm grateful that people are still always, you know, it's over a year now since the, the game's been what, 15 months, I think it is. Uh, yeah. and, and people are still talking about it. People are still have something to say. People are still sending messages. People are still, you know, uh, liking this or liking that. And, you know, and it's, it's been great. So I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. And when you see that it comes from around the world, I mean, there are places that I'd never been in contact with people before. And now I look at it and I kind of go, wow, you're, you're, you know, you're from Russia, you're from Indonesia, you're from Brazil, you know, it's, it's everywhere. You know, so it's cool. It's really cool. It's going back to that that theme of connecting, connecting mm. with people. 
Mm. Well, on the subject of connecting and responding, uh, I have to tell you a funny story. Okay. Um, so my, my wife and I both spent a ridiculous amount of time playing that game. So, so she's <laughs> familiar with you and your name and, and just, yeah, we, we both have spent a ridiculous amount of time in that. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is about the, uh, the accidental yeah, protocol. Yeah, this is about the accidental protocol. Yeah. So the other day, we're, we're out driving, running some errands. We're, we're getting ready to move soon, so we've got a lot to do. And as we're driving, I've got my phone on the dash, and Fingers accidentally hits that call button. No, that wasn't um, me. Was that, that was Tommy. Oh, that was you? Because <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was Fingers at first, but I, I that... That call went through, and then my phone lights up, and it has Tommy Earl Jenkins written in large across the screen. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and this I was right when I set up the Discord uh, server for us to like all chat in yeah. and stuff. And I think somebody had hit like the call button. And oh, really? <laughs> so, so it pops up on the screen as I'm driving, and she looks yeah. over, and her eyes get at, you know as wide as can be, and and she looks at it, and she's like. Why is Die Hardman calling you? <laughs> and I realize what has probably happened. So I hit, yeah. the, I hit the cancel button, yeah. and her eyes get wider, and she's like, why did you hang up on him? <laughs> you just ghosted him. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I remember that. I remember, because I think I said, yeah. um, I don't know if I sent you a message, or maybe you said something to me. Yeah, I, remember. I was just like, hey, man, wrong button. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. But I didn't I just, realize it kept, went to your phone or anything like that. <laughs> it, it did, and I just let her simmer for a bit. Oh, yeah, it went to my it went to my work phone. Uh. <laughs> so I, I just let her simmer for a bit with that. That's so funny. Myself over That's so out. funny. Oh, yeah, we've got him on the podcast this weekend. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> it's hilarious. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, I remember hitting that button, and even I was a bit like because I said to you, I hadn't. I used Discord once before, maybe yeah, twice before, for yeah. um, for other interviews and stuff or whatever, and. Uh, and I remember thinking, God, this whole interface, what do I do now? So I've got to do that. Okay, yeah. And then I saw that and I just hit the button. I was like, oh, no, that's not right. That's not, <laughs> that's not right. That's so funny. That's great. That is so funny. Yeah, it definitely broke the ice uh, yeah. for us because we were like, oh, my God, what do we do? Yeah, that was a highlight of my week so did yeah. you all get it does it come to everybody when it happens or yeah yep. like I, yeah. I just set up like a group uh, with just the four of us oh so, my god know, like all of our phones went off at one time because you know, <laughs> we've all got it installed on our phones too I was, so. I was in a work meeting and i was like man i don't have time to make deliveries right now <laughs> that's so funny i had no idea that i literally it was like pressing that button and i'm re getting all of you justice league <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's oh, so funny. Man. With with games, I know that's probably a big departure for from doing TV, film, theater. Have you had a lot of experience with games? Is this somewhat of a new medium for you? Or um, it's it's the funny thing is it's it's not. It's just that I don't. I think, um, uh, you know, like anything, it's doing voice work in certain mediums can be a very closed knit circuit until people get to know you or know your mm. work. Absolutely. Um, I, th I think that for a lot, you know, my name is certainly out there now because of this game even more so. But, you know, I, I did stuff on Guild Wars, World of Warcraft. Um, Whoa. Uh, wow. Uh, and, uh, pillars of <laughs> Pillars of Eternity um, or whatever. Uh, and, and a few, and, you know, a few other games and stuff. Um, 
you know, but I've never really, the roles that I've played have been smaller roles or a multitude of roles within that game. Um, you know, and it's funny because every time I work with people, they're like, oh, I love your voice. And we really should try and find a character, you know, a really good character for you to do. This would be great. You know, so I think, you know, like a lot of people, you wait for those roles to come along um, or for somebody to give you the opportunity uh, to do it. And, you know, because I know that I, whenever I'm in the studio and work, I, you know, I always do and certainly try to do my best work. Um, and I'm always, I always get called back. They're like, oh, you know, some people are like, oh, I, I hadn't heard of you before. I, I, someone recommended you and I'm so glad. And listen, are you free to do this? Are you free to do that? And, and the doors just start to open that way. But, you know, like I said, if people don't know you, People always tend to go with what they know. They always tend to go with the safe bet. And not necessarily it's that it's safe, but they also know they're going to get the quality of work that they're used to getting. Um, But, you know, sometimes I'm always saying that's why people should never give up. It is a fight. It's a fight to stay in the business. It's a fight to to find your place within it uh, and to 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 wait and not give up because you just never know when certain things will come along. Um, and it's the same way people always say it about the acting industry is that, you know, that a lot of people, actors that I know who have been at their lowest point where they're about to give up and the most amazing thing happens. And, you know, it just turn, gives them, you know, they do a complete 360 and, you know, their whole world changes because uh, of a particular role that comes along, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that it also depends on the, on the, how high profile that project might be as well, you know, and that's a big thing, you know, get trying getting onto those projects. And, you know, look, I can't tell you the number of times that I have been up for roles and constantly up for roles for, you know, animation or uh, TV shows or games. And I, and I get the, the material and I'm sitting here, I'm going, Oh my God, I don't know why I wouldn't hire me on this. Why the fuck wouldn't I hire me? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 then, yeah. and, and, and then all you get back is silence. That's it. You don't, you don't hear anything. Um, mm. You know, so it is. And at the same time, you just don't know there's, you know, how many people are up for it, how many people are known that are up for it. And a lot of times roles that I've gone up for have gone to where I've gone, you know, had callbacks. I've had callbacks with major networks um, via Zoom on in, in my vo- uh, vocal booth here. Uh, and I'm thinking, God, this is great. And they're saying, you know, I don't have any notes for you. You hit all the points. You were funny. You did this, 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 and this. And, you know, I get off that call and I'm like, fuck, I might as well sign the contract because this gig is yeah. mine. This is so mine. <laughs> and Nailed it. And silence. Dead silence. Man. You know, you hear nothing. And then you hear that it's gone to you know, an A-list actor or someone mm-hmm. who has a much higher profile, you know, so you yeah. contend. Oh, I've definitely heard that tale. Yeah. So you, you definitely have to contend with all of that. And even with, you know, there are other voice actors who've obviously been, you know, uh, I've probably been working as long as these people have, but I probably haven't done as high a profile jobs as they, as they have consistently, you know, so people like that I'd love to, to work with and stuff and the opportunity. Hopefully I think Death Stranding has been a way that people now know one, who I am, uh, and two, that maybe the opportunities, uh, are, are going to be a little bit more in, in the future for certain projects. And, you know, and certainly people will, um, won't have a problem, taking my 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 submissions i'm sure 
or, or whatever. Yeah. I don't expect to get every job that I go after. Well, let me rephrase it. Yes, I do. I expect to get every <laughs> single job I go after. I'm going to change that right now. Taking that right out of the ether, man. Um, yeah, I no, I do. I expect to get every job I go after. If I've given you 100%, and I also, at the end of the day, I think you you know that the possibility is I can give you what I can give you until you get me in the room and you, you like any director, a director can pull a lot of things out of you that you never thought, thought about in terms of, Mm -hmm. of the piece, because they also have a vision and an idea in their head. Now, if you're close to the mark, then they know this is great because now I can steer him in this direction to get him to do this. Do you know what I mean? But there's only so much you can do without certain information. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, but I don't know, I, I enjoy, I'm enjoying the journey. I always have. I've always enjoyed being a part of an industry that lets me follow a dream. Um, and, you know, I just know that with it comes ups and downs. Uh, and there's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot. Uh, and you have to be callous. Your skin has to be fully calloused about all of that and uh, able to take rejection on a regular basis. You know, (laughs) I mean, I've heard more no's in my life than I have. Yes, believe me, you know, (laughs) in all aspects. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of go, okay, you know, that's what it is. But it's got to be water off a duck's back. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, I'm I'm still here. I'm still enjoying the process. I'm looking forward to the future uh, on the projects that I do have coming my way and you know, and being able to share it with 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 you guys and and everyone else out there who are looking forward to new new stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to what, whatever else you got going. Uh, you yeah. know, behind closed doors, uh, we know you're working on some projects yeah. that we can't talk about. Yeah. So we're excited to see what you do. <laughs> Thank you, man. We will be paying attention. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Just gotta gotta take the wins when you can get them, and just keep on keeping on, it, right? Uh, keep on keeping on, man. I'm telling you. Yep. I'm telling you <laughs> that that phrase has never been truer. It's like I've adopted that phrase with everything at the moment. So yeah, yeah. what a motto. It is. It is. It is. Definitely. I've definitely said it to a few people myself. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, Tommy, yes. we definitely appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Of man. It's, course, It's been man. an honor and a privilege, man. Yeah, We're thank all you so huge much. fans. Yes, so. thank you so thank much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You guys have been brilliant. It's been so much fun. So much fun. Cool. All right. And uh, if people want to find you online uh, on, on your socials, if you want to plug uh, like your Twitter and your Instagram. If, uh, yeah, absolutely. You, those, you can go ahead. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can get me on Twitter at, at TJ84. That's T-E-E-J-A-Y-E-84 on Twitter. Uh, Tommy Earl Jenkins official on Instagram. Uh, Tommy Earl Jenkins Facebook if you're if you're out there. And also my YouTube channel, Tommy Earl Jenkins. All right. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely no problem. All right, guys. Have a good right. evening. Cool. Thanks. You too. Man. You too. You too. Thank you. Th- thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs>